This podcast was first broadcast on Fresh FM, the top of the South community access radio station. For more information on Fresh FM, as well as links to other great local podcasts, go on our website freshfm.net or download the accessmedia.nz app. Lift every voice and sing Till earth and heaven Train tracks had it Ring with the harmony of liberty. Let our rejoicing rise high as the listening sky. Friends and family, welcome to Lift Every Voice and Sing Songs of Protest, Songs of Freedom. Well, the feeling was always too much for me, it always came too strong. I wanted to get it right so badly that I always got it. Something's going wrong. Can you hear me? I don't, yeah. What's going on? Um. So, we are um, on Fresh FM. I've had some excellent uh, feedback from listeners, mostly positive, but listeners Stu felt, referring to show number three, that I should have credited my shits fucked up to Warren Zevon. He also felt that um, Warren's version was superior, mea culpa. I just assumed that as such an insanely excellent song was written by someone kinky, but no, it was definitely Warren. But I still prefer the kink's slightly grainier version. Listener Giuseppe suggested that Kiwi listeners might not be familiar with terms like Reconstruction and Jim Crow, but um, I think I think he's underestimating how much American history is taught in New Zealand. Two of my daughters studied slavery and the U.S. Civil War as part of their high school history curriculum. But Giuseppe is usually correct. So to summarize, in January, 19, in January 1865, a U.S. constitutional amendment to abolish slavery was proposed, and on the 18th of December 1865, it was ratified as the 13th Amendment, formally abolishing slavery. During the Reconstruction period, uh, 1865 to 77, um, federal laws provided civil rights protections in the U.S. South for freed men, American, African Americans who had formerly been slaves, and the minority of black people who had been free before the war. In the 1870s, Democrats gradually regained power in the Southern legislatures after having used insurgent paramilitary groups such as the White League and the Red Shirts to disrupt Republican organizing, run Republican office holders out of town, and intimidate black people to suppress their voting. Extensive voter fraud was also used. Jim Crow laws were state and local laws that enforced racial segregation in the southern United States. All through the U.S., violence was used against blacks and whites who ran afoul of Jim Crow laws to keep black people suppressed to maintain the so-called law and order. 
Tonight we're listening to songs that um, are um, that have been used to protest against violence, against Jim Crow, and against lynching. Well, um, this show is called Strange Fruit. From the American Revolution to the expansion of the Western frontier, communities defended lynching as a way to maintain law and order. A lynching is the public killing of an individual who has not received any due process. From the 1870s on, lynching was racialized and was used as a method to intimidate black people. The NAACP records show that from 1882 to 1968, 4,743 lynchings were perpetrated. 72% of the people lynched were black, but they weren't the only victims of lynching. Immigrants from Mexico, China, Australia, and other countries were also lynched, as well as white people that fell afoul of Jim Crow. The lynchings were often spectacles of obscene violence, torture, mutilation, decapitation, and desecration. Some victims were burned alive. Black people, especially in the South, lived with this repressive reality. They knew that if they stepped out of line, they could be, would be subjected to brutality. This led to the Great Migration, one of the largest movements of people in U.S. history. Between the 1920s and 70s, approximately 6 million people moved from the American South to Northern, Midwestern, and Western states. The driving behind the mass movement was to escape racial violence and obtain freedom from the oppression of Jim Crow. Let's begin tonight's show with Blind Lemon Jefferson and his 1927 song, Hangman's Blues. Hangman ropes, They got to hang me because I done something wrong. I want to tell you the gallant love of people's sake. I want to tell you the gallant love of people's sake. Till I'm dead. The crowd I'll be 
Brian Lemon was a Delta Blues man. I could have played the Gallus Pole, a.k.a. the Gallows Pole by Lead Belly, but he's up next. So it was Hangman's Blues. It's not actually a protest song per se, but it does highlight the most appalling aspects of mob violence, including spectacle lynching. The song describes how a white mob crowds around the courthouse to witness a black man's execution, and finally describes the anticipated emotional catharsis of a female mob participant who anxiously awaits the black man's hanging. On December 19, 2018, the U.S. Senate unanimously passed legislation that made lynching a federal crime. Proposed by Senators Booker, Harris, and Scott, the um, Justice for Lynching Act classified lynching as a hate crime. In its findings, the bill states that Congress had considered nearly 200 anti-lynching bills in the first half of the 20th century without passing any of them. Unfortunately, this bill also died because it was not passed by the Republican-controlled House before Congress ended. It's Fresh FM, and we are bearing witness through song. The program is Strange Fruit. The program against the campaign against lynching began in earnest in 1892 when Ida B. Wells, a journalist and social critic, who had been born a slave in 1862, published Southern Horrors, the lynch law in all its phases. She lectured publicly and exposed the rape myth, which falsely accused the black men who were murdered of raping white women that was used to justify lynchings. As a journalist, Ida Wells challenged white ignorance about lynching with facts, a strategy adopted by the civil rights organizations that would follow her lead. Well, let's listen to Ida B. Wells from the album The Hand We Were Dealt, Volume 1, by Anticipate with Mia Sky, released in 2021. I bought a pistol the first thing after my friend Tom Moss was lynched because I expected some cowardly retaliation from the lynchers. I felt that one had better die fighting against injustice than to die like a dog or rat in a trap. I'd already determined to sell my life as dearly as possible if attacked. I felt if I could take one lyncher with me, 
This would even up the score a little bit. Hey, yo. Hey, yo. The oldest sibling, hold the dribbling, had to travel when the parents died. Yellow fever gave him seizures, put him under gravel, tears and eyes. Back to back, let him share a side. Family ties tried to unravel like a raffle. When you break the tassel, she was the glue okay. who kept the fam strong, armed for battle. She was the screw, uh-huh. she got him through. Like a righteous family court judge, disarmed with a gavel, she promised to fight for black merchants, black workers, and the black impoverished the black too. Impoverished a star among too. us, the brightest comet we pay homage to. For what she did for us when she fought back for black America. I'd be Wells told it well with no lack of character. Probably 5'2, but wrote like the hardest rapper. She got lynching off the streets, so slide through with no caption. She was mentioned in the street cause she would preach, but no pastor. Power in her written speech, like a howitzer shooting at you. Yahweh, Allah Hayyam took her up with no rapture. Honest, sing to him, Auntie. Most of her vernacular was trapped in newspaper. It was spectacular how she wrote it, quoted for more views later. Refused favors, did her thing in court before Ruth Bader. Ginsburg. Moved from Memphis to New York, acquired a few new neighbors. Okay. W.E.B. Du Bois, William Trotter, and Ida. Start at the end, double ACP. Start the saga, the new genre, a lot to lift. Get a spider, get photographers to follow. Need to visualize the product, show survivors. Speak truth with our saliva, rebuke the colonizer. Write it down, no falsifiers, black soldiers. Back from war, the tour gave a partial trauma. Caught the drama, the clan. Lighting flames up like kebabs and carabas. We're in pajamas, we see the cross burn. Son, get the choppers, go get the choppers. They don't listen, spark the llama. Why you do it, cause your honor. They brought heat to us, we had to introduce them to the song. They were trying to lynch a crime attempt, but God gave us a longer stint. This does not apply to all events, but all events that do involve a lynch. Get them all equipped, then fire back, attack back. That's how we solve defense. Fire till the arm is spent, then hook it to the harness. Fire more back till the harness splits. Fire, then we all repent. They put them black soldiers in jail, without a doubt, without a count. Ida B. Wells appealed in court. And got him out, they had to shout She did it so well, cause that's what she's about Honest, that's honest Sing to him, auntie Sing to him, auntie Ida B. Wells was born on July 16, 1862, in Hollywood Springs, Mississippi. She was an American investigative journalist, educator, and early leader in the civil rights movement. She was one of the founders of the National Association for the Advancement of Colored People, the NAACP. Over the course of a lifetime, she was dedicated to combating prejudice and violence in the fight for African-American equality, especially that of women. Wells arguably became the most famous black woman in America. In 2020, Wells was honored with a Pulitzer Prize special citation for her outstanding and courageous reporting on the horrific and vicious violence against African Americans during the era of lynching. Ida B. Wells transitioned on March 25, 1931. 
Ida B. Wells. Great song, great individual. The spoken word um, beginning of that song. Okay, we're having a little bit of trouble here. Spotify's gone nuts. All right, well, it stopped it now. Um, the spoken word beginning of that song, Ida B. Wells, is take, was taken from Crusade for Justice, the autobiography of um, Ida B. Wells, published in 1970. The people's grocery lynchings occurred in 1892 in Memphis in the aftermath of a fight outside the people's grocery between whites and blacks and two subsequent shootings um, inside the grocery in which two white police officers were wounded. Um, Postman Thomas Moss and friend of Ida Wells and his two of his workers, Will Stewart and Calvin McDowell, were lynched by a white mob while in police custody. Uh, the murder of her friends drove Wells to begin researching and documenting lynchings. Thomas Moss's last words were, Tell my people to go west. There is no justice for them here. In 1918, um, as we mentioned two weeks ago, Missouri Republican Dyer first introduced a bill that would make lynching a federal crime. The bill was passed in the House but did not make it through the Senate. It was the first of those more than 200 anti-lynching bills that failed. You're listening to Fresh FM. Tonight's show is Strange Fruit, Protest Against Lynching. In 1931, the heart of the Depression, two dozen people were hoboing on a freight train traveling between Chattanooga and Memphis, Tennessee, the hobos being an equal mix of African Americans and Caucasians. A racial altercation ensued with the white teenagers being forced off the train. The humiliated white teenagers reported to the city sheriff that they had been attacked. The sheriff stopped and searched the train at Paint Rock, Alabama, and arrested the black Americans. Two young white women also got off the train at that time and accused the African American teenagers of rape. The case was first heard in Scottsboro, Alabama, which gives it the name. Nine of the Scottsboro boys were convicted of rape and sentenced to death. Even though there was medical evidence indicating that no rape had taken place, one of the women quickly recanted and said that they had made up the rape allegation to protect themselves. The, rape, the incident's aftermath included a lynch mob before the suspects had been indicted, all white juries, blacks were actively kept off the initial juries, rushed trials, and disruptive mobs. It remains a glaring example of miscarriage of justice in the United States legal system. Let's hear what Leadbelly has to say about that incident. We'll try to get Leadbelly up and running this it's time. Talking about Scott, boys, yeah, I've been here all he over is. Alabama, and in Alabama, must be Jim Crow or something like that, because 
They're trying to lose some men and trying to keep the others down. I don't see why don't you turn all of them up, though. And this is a song we describe for a boy. Booty Alabama, and you better watch out. The landlord thinks you're gonna jump and shout. Gunfuls, 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 they can tell you what it's all about. Booty Alabama, and you better watch out. The landlord thinks you're gonna jump and shout. Gunfuls, 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 they can tell you what it's all about. I'm gonna talk to a jeweler. He never tried to make nobody in Alabama read. Put the Alabama and you better watch out. The landlord gets you gonna jump and shout. That's what's got, what's got the boys and kids all about. Put the Alabama and you better watch out. The landlord gets you gonna jump and shout. That's what's got, what's got the boys and kids all about. I'm gonna tell all the colored people. Even on Chicago Hill. Don't you know what Put the Alabama should try?
Billy gave quite a good summary of the whole incident, don't you think? Well, um, it's Fresh FM and... Fresh FM. We are on a Friday afternoon and the show is Strange Fruit. In 1939, Billy Holiday recorded Strange Fruit written by Abel Mirapol, a Jewish high school teacher in New York, as a protest against the horror of lynching. After he saw a photograph of the 1930 lynching of Thomas Shipp and Abram Smith. Yes, now we have the song that you have all known, I Had to Play. Take a breath, put on your earphones, and prepare to listen to the original 78 RPM version of Strange Fruit, sung by Miss Billie Holiday. Fine and Mellow is on the B-side. For the rain together 
sun to rot for the tree to drop here is a strange and Well, books have been written about that song. In 33 Revolutions Per Minute, A History of Protest Songs, it is chapter one. The uh, the author, Dorian Linsky, comments that it is the first popular song to be a protest song. Before that, protest songs functioned as propaganda, but strange fruit proved they could be art. There are many arresting versions of strange fruit, but you can't help coming back to Miss Holliday's. She was 23 years old when she first began performing it, three times a night as the closing song of her set at Cafe Society, the first racially integrated nightclub in New York City. The wrong place for the right people, as they called it. Two months after first performing it at, it at Cafe Society, Holiday approached her recording label Columbia about the song, but the company feared reaction by record retailers in the South. When Holiday's producer John Hammond also refused to record it, she turned to her friend Milt Gabler, Gabler, owner of the Commodore label. Holiday sang Strange Fruit for him a cappella and moved him to tears. Columbia gave Holiday a one-session release from her contract so she could record it. Frankie Newton's eight-piece Cafe Society band was used for the session. Because Gabler worried the song was too short, he asked pianist Sonny White to improvise an introduction. That explains why, on that original recording, Holiday starts singing after 70 seconds. It became a signature tune for her, as I said, the words are a poem published in 1937 by Abel Mirapol. Mirapol set his own lyrics to music with his wife Anne and the singer Laura Duncan, who performed it as a protest song in New York City venues in the late 1930s, including Madison Square Garden. Historical side note, Abel Mirapol and his wife Anne adopted the two sons of Julius and Ethel Rosenberg after the parents were executed by electrocution for spying for Russia. I guess we'll hear more of Abel in the show on protest against capital punishment. I can't believe he isn't a household name. What a guy. I guess it didn't help that he used the pseudonym Lewis Allen for his written work. Let's move now to the post-World War II period. In, on February the 12th, 1946, hours after being honorably discharged from the United States Army, decorated soldier Isaac Woodard was attacked, still in uniform, by South Carolina police, principally Chief Linwood Shule, as he was taking a bus to his hometown. The attack and his injuries sparked national outrage and galvanized the civil rights movement in the United States. He was permanently blinded. The following song, 
describes the horrific details of that attack. Isaac Woodard's Woodard's Eyes by Angela Easterling. That was from her 2015 album, Common Law Wife. Late in 1946, 
Wood, uh, folk singer Woody Guthrie recorded The Blinding of Isaac Woodard, which he wrote for the, his album The Great Dust Storm. In August 1946, Billie Holiday and Woody Guthrie and boxer Joe Lewis headlined a benefit concert at Harlem's now-defunct Lewison Stadium to raise money for um, Woodard and his family. Te reo irirangi o te tau ihu o te waka a Maui. Now, nine years later, in August 1955, things get worse. 14-year-old Emmett Till, born and raised in Chicago, Illinois, was visiting relatives in near Money, Mississippi. He spoke to 21-year-old Caroline Bryant, the white married proprietor of a small grocery store there that catered to black people. Although what happened at the store is a matter of dispute, Till was accused of flirting with or whistling at Bryant. Several nights after the incident in the store, Bryant's husband Roy and his half-brother J.W. Millam went to Till's great-uncle's house and abducted Emmett. They took him away and beat him, then mutilated him before shooting him in the head and sinking his body in the Tallahatchie River. Three days later, Emmett's body was discovered in that river. Justice to be finally fulfilled. Oh. 
Many, many moving songs protesting Emmett Till's brutal, brutal murder, including Bob Dylan's well-known The Ballad or Death of Emmett Till. We played Emmylou Harris's song, My Name is Emmett Till, from her 2011 album, Hard Bargain. I had a couple of other songs that I wanted to play, but just wasn't time. Mamie Elizabeth Till, Emmett Till's mother, held an open casket funeral so the world so that the world could see what had been done. Jet Magazine published photos of his body in the casket, along with the headline, Negro Boy Was Killed for Wolf Whistle, Causing National Outrage Among Black and White Americans Alike, and Civil Rights Movement Really Took Off. After her son's murder, Mamie Till became a highly respected educator and activist in the Civil Rights Movement, She died in 2003, aged 81, and her gravestone reads, Her Pain United a Nation. The whole episode is so painful and distressing that I I hold on to Mamie Till's response to her son's death, how she used it to campaign against racial violence and for civil rights. It's my touchstone. I admire her. I admire her immensely. Come round by my side And I'll sing you a song I'll sing it so softly It'll do 
choir kept singing our freedom. That cold autumn morning, no eyes saw the sun, and Nannie May Collins, her number was one. In an old Baptist church, there was no need to run, and the choir kept singing. Of freedom, the clouds they were dark, and the autumn wind blew, and Denise McNair brought the number to two. The falcon of death was a creature they knew, and the choir kept singing of freedom. Church, it was crowded and no one could see that Cynthia Wellesley's dark number was three. Her prayers and her feelings would shame you and me, and the choir kept singing of freedom. Young Carol Robertson entered the door, and the number her killers had given was four. She asked for a blessing, but asked for no more, and the choir kept singing a freedom. Shook the ground, and people all over the earth turned around. For no one recalled a more cowardly sound, and the choir kept singing of freedom. Birmingham Sunday was sung by Joan Baez on her album, Joan Baez, released in 1964. Birmingham Sunday was written by Richard Farina in 1964, referred to the 
Ku Klux Klan bombing of the 16th Street Baptist Church in Birmingham, Alabama in September 1963, killing four young black girls at Sunday school. Although Joan Baez Freña's sister-in-law first sang it, um, there have been many versions, including a recent one by Rihanna and Giddens. Well, um, yeah, it's a, it's a harrowing, it's a harrowing uh, time. Te reo irirangi o te tau ihu o te waka Maui. Fresh FM. Now we're going to play a song written by Marshall Jones, freedom singer. Written, it was written as the Mississippi River was being dragged, searching for three missing freedom, freedom summer volunteers. Listen to this. The Mississippi River. Lord, 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 Lord. In the Mississippi River. Lord, 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 Lord. In the Mississippi River. Well, now you can count them one by one. It could be your and son. You can count them two by two. It could be me or you. You can count them three by three. Now don't you want to see? You can count them four by four. Oh well, a hint to the river they go. Oh well, a hint to the river they go. Stop them from going in the river, gotta stop 
Gotta stop them going to the river. That was the wonderful Mavis Staples from her 2007 album We'll Never Turn Back with In the Mississippi River. I own that album and I love it, but I never realized or thought about what that song was about. The murders of Cheney, Goodman, and Schwerner also known as the Freedom Summer Murders or the Mississippi Burning Murders, refers to three activists who were abducted and brutally murdered in Philadelphia, Mississippi in June 1964. The victims had been working with the Freedom Summer campaign, attempting to register African Americans in Mississippi to vote. That's all they were doing. Their bodies were buried in an earthen dam and took weeks to find. Even more disturbing to me, the intervening search of the Mississippi River, which the song was about, and other local rivers and swamps turned up the bodies of eight other African Americans who were murdered, a boy and seven men. The 14-year-old child was wearing a civil rights t-shirt. This is a sick country. Last year, 2021, the U.S. House of Representatives passed the Emmett Till Anti-Lynching Act by a 410 to 4 vote. Only for the bill to be stonewalled in the Senate by Paul Rand, Republican Kentucky. So lynching is still still not a federal crime in the USA. The most recent event to build momentum towards making lynching illegal was the opening of the National Memorial for Peace and Justice in Montgomery, Alabama. It is a powerful and potent memorial spearheaded by Brian Stevenson, founder of the Equal Justice Initiative. It includes hundreds of jars of soil retrieved from lynching sites and steel monuments that dangle in the air. Listener Don alerted me to this memorial. 
Legislation may have failed, but bearing witness has not. Protest songs bear witness, too. I hope you've hung in there with me. We'll end tonight with the unedited live version from the 1964 Carnegie Hall concert of Nina Simone singing her song, Mississippi, God Damn. The song captures Simone's response to the racially motivated murders of Emmett Till and Medgar Evers in Mississippi and the 16th Street Baptist Church bombing in Birmingham. Simone, like Paul Robeson, who we'll discuss in a future show, was so persecuted for her civil rights protest that her mental health and her career suffered. Well, thanks for listening, Richard. I'm tuned in, and maybe Damon did, maybe Rosh. We bear witness. See you in two weeks. Maybe we'll finally have some jazz protest. We won't get all of Mississippi goddamn played, sorry, but it's such an amazing song. I couldn't skip it. Good night, everyone. Gula. And, of course, a couple of years ago, four little girls were killed in Alabama. Actually, I have to play it next time. I didn't realize I was so far out of time. And at that time, we got... This is Fresh FM, your community access radio station. Broadcasting across the top of the South. Thanks to New Zealand On Air for making this podcast available by funding the Access Media Project. Other great podcasts from Fresh FM are available through the accessmedia.nz app or our website freshfm.net.